Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor at Fightful.com. FightfulWrestling.com. You can head over there tomorrow morning. Maybe you're listening to this on Wednesday morning. Got my match ratings for SmackDown Live up there. Have them for Raw, too. I'll have them for All In this weekend. We have a live All In post-show podcast. We've got content from All In all week. Interviewed Cyrus Fees, who was the uh, announcer for Global Force Wrestling, is going to be doing some broadcasting for StarCast as well. Check that out, youtube.com slash Fightful, or over at Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. We make it real easy. You want wrestling news? FightfulWrestling.com. You want MMA news? FightfulMMA.com. You want YouTube videos? YouTube.com slash Fightful. You want that premium content? FightfulSelect.com, where you can get extra podcasts, retro reviews, Q&A podcasts, dark match commentary. I posted a lot of early access to articles uh, for the future. My Making a Finisher series, several of them are up there already. Check it out. Lots of cool stuff over there. But, of course, FightfulWrestling.com is where we're breaking wrestling news all the time, including several spoilers. Ahead of this SmackDown Live, we broke the news that Booker T would return to this show. But returning to this show tonight is one Alex Pawlowski. And Alex, I have a question. Yes. Do you still write for us? (laughs) Ah, man. I wish I had the time to devote. Izzy took a choke slam, Alex. It's true. She did. She did. It's right up your alley. I'll have to take uh, take a look at the footage of that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, hemming and hawing about that. Yeah, Chelsea was fairly Chelsea, safe, but... Uh... Chelsea Green was not happy. I don't think Lindsay Dorado no. was happy either. No. Let's no. talk about SmackDown Live. Let's jump right into it. I rather enjoyed this show tonight. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the main event was good. I thought there was some good wrestling on this show, some good build. We set up some things for next week. Let's go ahead and, and uh, get into it. But Alex, your, your thoughts on the show in its totality? Um, I, I liked it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of really solid movement uh, towards new, interesting things on the SmackDown brand. Uh, it appears, lest we get ahead of ourselves, they may have pivoted to make pivot it, to pivot yeah pivot pivot to uh to make themselves not look like total idiots who your connection is trash reset it please oh no i will carry the open of this show the new day come out 
and tout their success as five-time tag team champions. They are interrupted by a returning King Booker, as reported by FightfulWrestling.com. Check us out. Not just Booker T, although he does get the Can You Dig It Sucka intro. He has the full cape and scepter. He is out in his royal garb. He's ready to go. So he comes out and has a royal decree. He names Xavier Woods Lord Xavier the Wise. Kofi Kingston is Sir Kofi the Brave. But Big E is just Big E. And Alex, Big E is kind of upset about that. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that too. I, I think it's really easy just to do Big E the Large. I think that's in itself is a really fun joke. And then, but the problem with that is you've gone full Saxton joke. Yeah, they they went so. there. <laughs> they went there. Your connection's still bad, by the way. Anyway, uh, they they went there, and Biggie said, "You've went full Saxton," in which set Booker off. He was not happy about this. He hit uh, everybody with the "Tell me you did not just say that." I thought this was harmless fun. It was good fun. It was a nice way to get Booker T on TV in Toronto. Wasn't expecting it. Now. Last night I mentioned, and it'll be in the weekly, uh, and it's up on FightfulSelect.com for subscribers. They played the Trish Stratus return last night very close to the vest. Like People that I talked to backstage knew that Elias was going to get interrupted, but they didn't know by who. Tonight, the Booker T thing wasn't that much of a secret. He was backstage. He was there. They, they didn't hold that as close to the vest as they did the Trish Stratus thing, but... <laughs> I thought that this was Booker T uh, doing a spin rooney which two years ago he didn't think he was ever going to be able to do again after elbow surgery. Alex, good harmless fun, I thought, here. I liked it very much. Uh, the the five-time thing is certainly the trademark of Booker T. Uh, so to see him uh, welcome the New Day into the five-time, 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 five-time club uh, was very heartwarming to me. Um, it was all, all, all around good fun. So, <laughs> nothing nothing of note here, really. I do kind of hope that Xavier and Kofi's names are actually changed now. Uh, uh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I'm doubting it as well. Uh, the Bar defeated the Good Brothers and the Colognes. Usually above matches like this, I'll put Tag Team Tournament or Title Eliminator or something. I didn't put anything above this because what can I put? One in a series of matches to determine a contender for the tag team title. Now, I mentioned they didn't, they wouldn't bring up tournament, and they they have done that recently. Maybe they just didn't want to go back to it. I haven't heard back, but I have asked. Just a little weird. Uh, I agree. A very weird series of matches is not my preferred nomenclature for such a thing. I would imagine the pressure is on the Colognes who are back tonight after eight months off. There are about 10 teams in WWE at the same level as them, most of which have not had a decade and a half dozen shots to get over. thought they were fine in this match, though. But Primo debuted debuted on this roster a decade ago, Alex. Wow. It it is kind of hard to believe these guys have been around for so long. Uh, And I, I... I don't remember the last time we saw them on TV. Um, I know they're, they're dealing with an injury, but um, just to show up and all of a sudden 
they get put right into the series of matches. You think they'd have to win like a play-in game or something. So <laughs> Gallows and Anderson, I'm glad are back. They've worked so hard to get into shape. And you can tell. They look great. It's nice to see them back. The Colognes go the methodical heel route in this match, but the bar take over during that first commercial, including uh, we see a decapitation elbow on Anderson. I do like seeing a baby face selling Carl Anderson back because he's real good at that, Alex. Yeah, he is. He's very, very good at it. Um, I, I, I like seeing the Good Brothers back on TV, uh, even if they're not involved in a Finn versus AJ blood feud that we uh, pitched last night on the post-Raw show. Uh, still, uh, I do love seeing these guys back on my TV. They're very funny. Uh, and l- listen, um, I think that there's a there's a signal here with the bar of what they could do with Becky Lynch yeah. while not keeping her full baby face but not turning her full heel because the bar just love having matches and beating up people. And if that's what you do with Becky Lynch, I think that there's no, still, she's still going to get cheered. You know, the bar haven't been real heels in a long time. They're just really great tag team wrestlers who don't care who they F up, you know? And I think that's that's a cool way of doing that with Becky Lynch. They posted some stuff on social media on Twitter that uh, seemed to suggest that are kind of in alignment. So that's good. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that's just them having fun on social media. But we'll talk sure, more about sure. Becky Lynch later. New Day are doing alternate commentary for this. Like occasionally we get live look-ins at their commentary, Alex. Yeah, I, I, I as I said, I'd like to see like a alternate track you could switch to, uh, maybe via the network to to uh, to watch it or Facebook Live. They sometimes do that with with uh, the New Day. Um, I would much rather watch them scream about pancakes while while a match is going on than Tom Phillips say "oh" for the seventieth time. Yeah, I'm about done with that as well. Anderson hits a spine buster. We get a 2D from the Good Brothers, the old uh, backdrop neck breaker. I think that Bailey and Sasha were using briefly, right? Yeah, uh, they're using that. Um, I think uh, B-Team was using it as their finisher for a bit before they were tag team champs. Okay, cool. <laughs> We uh, see Epico hit a backstabber on a magic killer attempt. The bar run wild and get the pin after the Colognes had hit a double backstabber on Gallows. So they kind of stole the match. Uh, Backstage, Paige tells Rusev Day that they're facing the Usos' insanity. And if they win, they will face the bar and be one step closer to a title match at Hell in a Cell. Would not say tournament, would not say eliminator. Nope. Okay. But Rusev's reaction when he found out that Aiden English got them that match was wonderful. Was he so che- like he acted kind of like a babyface when he was a heel, but he's really cheesing it up now. Oh, it's great! Uh, I love I love seeing these three happy and back together, which of course means that Aiden English is turning on Rusev next week um, because we can't have anything that we like. This is why we can't have nice things. I'm tr- um, I'll try to be optimistic about this. I'm hoping that they saw it and they, they surveyed the land and they thought, yeah, this is the best idea. I, I, I will also be optimistic while also being realistic. <laughs> well, the thing is, I try to be – I mean, we cover so much wrestling, man. I try my best to be as optimistic as possible. But I would say about 90% of the time that optimism is 
is shot down. Yep. Hmm. Jeff Hardy yep. comes out, cuts his typical weirdo promo. Point being, he wants Randy Orton to come out. Uh, I just want to say, Jeff Hardy is such a shit promo. Yeah, he really is. Poor guy. And Orton comes out, runs through his nicknames. <laughs> and he says his three letters are the most devastating force in <laughs> the WWE. R.K. And then Jeff goes, no! <laughs> this was so corny. Cheese balls. Oh, um, God. Yeah. This is cornier than a Nebraska turd. It was so bad. And Jeff Hardy challenges Orton to hell in a cell, and I'm like, all right, I guess that's what sets up the blood feud is some good old-fashioned ear-ripping, and I could just see Jeff Hardy jumping from the ceiling of the, the venue through the roof of the cell with Randy Orton dangling from his earlobe. <laughs> I mean, you joke about it, but that guy is absolutely doing a swanton off of the cell. Um, and I've, I've ne- I, I don't recall the last time I was so worried for a wrestler's well-being and health going into the match as I am for Jeff going into this thing. Like, I've, I feel like he's, he's, he's the kind of guy. Um, there's those, um, those old Viking warriors. The only way they wanted to go out was death in battle. And I feel like that's the way Jeff Hardy feels like the only way I want to go out is like on a stretcher. Like that's the, oh, that's, that is the end of my career is legit on a stretcher. And I can never, because if I'm physically able to wrestle again, I'm going to keep doing it. So my, my last is going to go all like he feels like that kind of guy to me. And so I'm for his well-being because because he doesn't maybe have his best interests in heart. Because yeah, he's doing I definitely some crazy don't. stuff. That swanton on the apron was nuts. It seems like like Matt is starting to come around on stuff like that. I know he didn't go on the road with WWE on that killer road tour, on that killer international tour. He's he's sitting at home right now. But this promo, man, oh, uh, not not my speed for sure. Billy Kay defeated Naomi. Iconics promo. They trashed the Raptors, and I loved how they responded to it. Uh, they being the fans, and they being the Iconics. The fans started to chant, let's go Raptors. And the Iconics just, they they sh- they got shut down by it and they really sold it. Yeah. I thought this was outstanding. They, they maximized what they, they could do on screen. Yeah, uh, I, I like them um, just going, what, this isn't what we thought. You guys are supposed to be intimidated by us. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to abort. Abort mission. I, I I like when 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 the heels can can pivot like that like that in the moment. Um, I, I I would like for Naomi to get a tag partner so we don't have to see her lose these singles matches. You know what? Bree's back. Nikki's back. Uh, you've got Zelina working matches. You've got Lana working matches. Maurice's. Let's get Cameron back. Reunite sure. the Funkadactyl. No, I was a joke. Damn it. Sure, and anything. Um, uh, how about Asuka? She hasn't been seen on TV in a long time. Funny story about Cameron. So my thing is, as soon as somebody gets released from WWE, always hit up them or their management for an interview. Standard stuff. Strike while the iron is hot type of shit. 
so when I worked at Wrestling Inc., I also ran like the the comment boards and some of those, and I would just write some comments as the show went along. You know, generate conversation. Uh, stuff like what seven 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 King of Andy Style do on, on our boards now. And I think I made a negative comment about Cameron's wrestling ability. And when I reached out to her management, they said, we want an apology for a comment you left on the Wrestling Inc. comment board about her wrestling ability. And I'm like, wow. Like, they they really were – I was shocked. I was like, how do you all even know? I was like, well, first off, no. Piss off, mate. But second off, no. Uh, that, that's not happening. But I was kind of impressed. I was like, bro, I don't know who you are, but you did your extra work. <laughs> you, you, you did it. You did it. I didn't end up getting that interview. Go figure. But somebody else did. So I howled at Corey Graves' great Muta reference when Billy Kay got tangled up in Naomi's hair and whatever coloring that Naomi had used flew out like a powder. Yeah. What was that? I'm not hip to that. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have hair, so I very rarely color it. I guess um, I should get hip to it, right? Yeah, you should. Whoever hey, that WWE job. You, you, you need to like <laughs> little little green on the frost the tips there. Yeah. The, well, my, my, my gear's blue tonight, so I would go with the, the baby blue. The blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. I think Billy Kay fits her role really well. I think she's going to be around a long time. I don't think she'll be world champion. Maybe she will. You never know. But she can handle herself in the ring, and I think she sells very well. Some people don't like the way that she sells. I love it. I think it's fine. Uh, I think there's a place for her type of wrestling. I think if they ever get around to doing women's tag titles, that Peyton and Billy will be multi-time champions. Oh, of course. I think I think they're they're made for that kind of thing. So. <laughs> I thought this was fine. I thought it's a pretty good omen because, you know, if you were going to harp on one thing of of the Iconics, it was probably going to be Billy Kay's in-ring work. And I think she's been just fine. And like I said, in in this role, even though, you know, Naomi lost, Naomi still looked very good. And Billy Kay Mm -hmm. had to cheat to win. Peyton cheats. Billy wins with a roll-up. It was Billy Kay's first singles win on the main roster and her first televised singles win since November 2016 in NXT against Sonya Deville, Alex. Wow. Wow. Anything to add to that? No. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No. That's, I'm trying that's, to conjure some content here, Alex. You 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 shocked me, man. I, I of 2016 professional talker alex palowski ladies wait, wait, and gentlemen wait, I'm, I'm i'm just i'm flabbergasted like 20 singles win singles win okay yes. okay 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 singles but still like i'm surprised she didn't have i mean in the entire calendar year of 2017 no singles wins that's amazing because had, had a couple of uh live event wins i believe that's true um i i guess it, it i guess that was back in late 2016 but I, I seem to remember her being in a women's t- championship match versus Asuka. But I guess that goes all the way back to 2016. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I guess I didn't realize that, you know, that her singles career had been down, that far down on its luck. But, uh, no, listen, I, 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 again, I think these two are, are ready-made women's tag team champs if they ever get around to introducing those belts. So, 
So if or Daniel Bryan comes out, he's on the mic with Brie Bella saying essentially the Miz got what he deserved and also alluded to the fact that Brie Bella punching Miz in the face gave him a boner. Yep. I mean, I may have added some of that to make the story more entertaining. But I mean, that's what he said. Basically. I mean, we had the week off from plugs, so I don't even have a, a Bluetooth plug. We're, we're, we're starting those back up next week. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently he didn't need it last yeah. week. And okay. I got to say, Bree punched Miz pretty hard. She it was did. a good punch from a guy yeah. who taught some kickboxing in his day. It's a pretty good punch. Yes. Well, I mean, she's she's got a uh, a lot of uh, training from her sister who uh, who throws a forearm. Uh, so I think the forearm too. Same thing, you know. Uh, same same yeah. basic idea. I think she's gotten a lot of training from the best. So um, yeah, uh, this uh, this is fine. Um, I, I think it's interesting that like Brie Bella gets that John Cena free agent contract. Like she's she's on Raw now for the second week in a row. She's um, working with um, working with uh, her husband on SmackDown. She's on both brands. She's John Cena. I could go for strong style Brie. Hey, it worked for for Nikki Nikki Haru Belasawa. Yeah, I'm not a Brieju Bellamoto. I could take that. I can see. So this promo wasn't great. Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina interrupt him, and I didn't think their promo was that great either. It was a is a really big waste of time. But Paige comes out and makes the match. And I loved that. Paige was great. Paige stole this promo, she in my really estimation. I, I I loved the the whole like my my office is on the other side of the building, so I had to run in these heels, and that's you know, that's difficult. Uh, but I'm here to say yes, we're gonna have that match right now. Uh, you tweeted um that she's the most competent baby face GM in like ever. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely true. She is. Um I, I would have howled if she said, I know I haven't wrestled a, in a while, but I was a lot lighter in NXT. That run was something. <laughs> and that sound that seems like the kind of thing she would say, you know. <laughs> that seems like the kind of thing she would do. It does. It does. She is a she is a ball buster, man. She is. So <laughs> The match was made, and, and as you said, I, I tweeted she might be one of the most competent GM baby faces ever. And uh, Drake Mavericks up there. I heard a lot of people say Regal, but I mean, yeah, I could I could see that. But I think that the only thing that's ever been gotten over on Paige is Joe selling her match for her better than she wanted. Yes, that's really it. Uh, somebody said in kayfabe she got smacked down a billion dollar tv deal <laughs> it's like it's true it is true yeah. yeah so the match gets made and this is one that brian's wanted for a very long time alex and you see why in the contents of that match yeah you, you can you can tell that he's he was watching uh almost i mean even before he was in nxt um you know as la sombra uh and Watching him and going, God, I really. Will. If I get back in the ring, I want to. I want to wrestle that guy, and everything kind of works out. So they happen to be on SmackDown at the same time. Now that Brian's back, and um, you know, I I like a good blood feud between uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz as much as the next guy. 
But I could also see a best of seven out of these guys and not complain. Like, like yeah. these guys are great. Let, let's let's see let's see them wrestle each other many 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 more times. This was a lot of fun, and I didn't mind the finish because it means we're probably going to get more of this. And this is just one of those matches I would love for WWE to put on like a secret show. You know what I'm saying? Like like mystery vortex where you get there and it's maybe it's like a full sale crowd or something like that. And you get Daniel Bryan, Andrade, Cien, Almas. And I think that's a neat way they can make an attraction out of it. I mean, people rip them off all the time. They rip other people off all the time. I think that's a cool idea, especially if you want a way to make matches that don't make, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just want to do something special and different. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Brian drop kicks almost out of the Tranquilo thing, and almost does an inverted gory special, and then gets slapped up real hard, real hard, real hard. Uh, these guys were not pulling their punches or slaps or chops. That knee in the corner too. Not only that, after the yes kicks, almost hits a knee in the corner to follow. I love that where Brian will hit his drop kick and then almost just follows him straight out of it into the knee. Then when he goes to do another one, almost gets a little too eager and crashed and burned fantastically. So beautiful. He used this teep faint kick. When I say that, a teep kick is the front kick, essentially with your toes to the body. And the faint is when you fake it. But he lands it lightly and then transitions into that elbow. I always love to see how he does that. And he's went back to that one a few times. Beautiful. A belly-to-belly superplex, and the Miz comes out to distract Brian, but instead eats a suicide dive. Brian has the yes lock applied, and Maurice attacks Bree. Miz jumps in for the DQ, and we got one hell of a beatdown. They beat Brian yeah. and Bree down something proper. Yep. Um, now, now I just need to see um, uh, Miz and Maurice and uh, Andrade and Zelina become best friends and go on double dates and put that up, put that on TV. That would be get uh, them I, on Ms. and Mrs. Yeah, get them on Mrs. and Mrs. Have, have them move in next door and have them be the wacky next door neighbors who only speak Spanish and, oh, and make Ms. like make Ms. like pretend like he can understand it. It's just basically, listen, listen, Ms. and Mrs. is basically a sitcom anyway. They got the wacky mother in law, like. Come on. Let, let's be honest. If, if Miz needed to learn Spanish, he would find a way to learn it in like three weeks. That's true. For the company. He would. He would do that. Marjo Mania is still running wild. I don't what would her finish be? Marjo. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh with like um stink face? Oh, come on. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, After yesterday, you had to go there. I did. I did. Okay, so this beatdown is really good. Hammerlock DDT, yes lock. They make Brie watch in the corner. She eats knees from Zelina. Maurice does her old signature French. I believe it was the French kiss DDT uh, on Brie. It looked real good, All what I could see of it without the zoom. Miss hits skull-crushing finale on Brian. This was just a good, solid-ass whooping. Yep. Right here. And I can't wait for more. Then we get a promo from AJ Styles in the ring. It's interrupted by Samoa Joe in the parking lot. He's on the Titan Tron. He calls up Wendy and trolls. 
wasn't much on this, but I just like Wendy, <laughs> like that stuff. That's well, all right. I mean, I guess. Listen, uh, Joe needed to find his regal. Like in NXT, his best promos were when he came out to the ring and just yelled regal before he started talking. Now he's got his new regal. It happens to be AJ Styles' wife. So he can yell Wendy before he starts talking. That's fine. Um, I, I think it needs to be written into the bylaws of WWE. If AJ is in the ring and you interrupt him on the Titantron, you have to say, AJ, AJ, I'm up here. Yes. It, it has to happen. Just, just, just for the inside joke of all of us who know what that is. Because there's enough of us. Because that every time he, every time that happens, I'm like that. that you, you just got to say it. Just just say it, Joe. Um, this is fine. Uh, I'm I'm this this build for this match. Great. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The first match they had was excellent. And in a DQ, we knew we were going to get this. A lot of people seem to be really upset that the match doesn't appear that it's going to be inside Hell in a Cell. At for Hell Super Showdown, too. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they'll they're going to have a series of matches, you know. But instead of it being a tournament that's called a series of matches, it'll literally be a series of matches, and I can't wait to watch each match in the series. Styles goes hunting for Joe, can't find him backstage. Yep. I just really think they can do so much better creatively. Yeah. Yeah, they can, uh, especially with a uh, security dude who's like, excuse me, sir. And then AJ almost punches him, but he's like, oh, wow. What if I become that I almost punched a guy? Like, that was, really? That's what you're doing with this? Okay, fine. Um, I mean, l- listen, this to me obviously leads to, to mo- next week, Joe calls uh, AJ from inside AJ's house. While AJ's on the road in wherever they're doing it, smashes his Xbox. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, it's it's a it it seems to be that's that's the progression. Anytime you involve the family, at some point the heel has to find his way into the guy's house. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, this is all fine. It's well and good. I I I do I do want one promo um, of Samoa Joe from inside a Wendy's. <laughs> oh Wendy's! Can I get a junior bacon cheeseburger and a biggie oh, fry? Thank man. you. <laughs> you need to retire. I do. I do need to retire. <laughs> I'm 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 running on very little sleep. <laughs> Mother of God. What have we become? I don't know. <laughs> Carmella is interviewed backstage, and really the only thing important is that our truth comes creeping up. I love this. Every week I love this. Me too. This is great. Um, we got to get a payoff. There has to be a payoff to this. Ah, uh, 
if it was any other company, I would say absolutely. We're just going to have Carmella versus our truth. It'll be happen on pay per view. It'll be a fun little comedic match. Uh, Carmella will win, and that'll be it. But it's WWE, so I don't think they're actually going to do that um, because the only man who can face women in the in the ring is James Ellsworth. So I, I don't know. I th- I think it's funny. Uh, I, I like. Uh, I, I really like the odd coupling of Ty Dillinger as the guy who's trying to talk some sense into our truth. It just I like that they that they don't seem like they would go together, but it, it works really well for, for both of them. Um how and, many of uh, these tag teams are they gonna have on this same level? I don't know. Every tag team yeah, is true. marginalized except for a couple man. And it's it's a shame because you have some real special tag teams out there right now. Yeah. You you do. I, the Bludgeon Brothers, when healthy, can be good. I don't think it's the Bludgeon Brothers is the right no. thing to do. You have Authors of Pain, who we know with the right people can put on great matches. The Revival are special. I think that, I've said this before, the worst thing that could have happened to Heath Slater and Rhino was James Ellsworth. Yeah. Because he became the comedy relief on that show, but their push a couple of years ago was one of the most fun things about almost the counterculture that was SmackDown Live at that point. It was, that push wasn't happening on Raw and hasn't happened on Raw. No. You have the club who could be so funny, so good, especially as baby. They they just got such a wealth of talent. You got to make it special. And I think almost what they have to do is kind of have like one of those super teams, like the Rock and Sock Connection, but who the hell do they have as big as them? No. And have them feud with a tag team and have that, you know, the revival be Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. They sure. can hang their hat on that for a while. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Charlotte Flair backstage. Now, my toes were in and out on this one because commentary led me to believe that nothing had changed. But this promo gave me some hope backstage for Charlotte Flair. She yeah. refused to apologize for Becky Lynch not being able to win the big one and says that she's busted her ass to be successful. Now, when Charlotte cuts that promo, me as a viewer, I see that and I'm like, yeah, I know you have. But so is Becky. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to go through. Man, there's just so many facets of this you can go through. The thing is, I know they won't. I know they won't touch Becky's break. I know they won't touch her retiring for like seven years and no-showing some of her her planned dates because she didn't want to do it. I would love for Charlotte to go there as a heel. Mm-hmm. Like you, you had your chance. You didn't show up for seven years. You've blown every chance since then. But this seemed, I don't want to say heelish, but heartless. Oh yeah, no, it's it's very flair. Um, you don't you, you don't deserve anything that you don't win, and I won. I mean that's 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 as flair as it gets. You know. Um, Becky's had some pretty great Twitter game this past week. She did one uh, where she she quote tweeted a uh, a gif that had um, Charlotte holding up the title and saying, "You threw all away our friendship for this, for this." And and Becky says, "Yeah, this is the SmackDown Women's Championship, and this is what I've been fighting for back when you were playing volleyball and getting a tan, like like to like that is what this." this whole thing should be about is that I've given my life to 
the pursuit of that thing that you're holding that you really just see as a status symbol. But for me, it's my life. And I think that is what this is about. And what it, and what it looks like it is for Becky at this point, because as we saw later in the night, all that whole, like you weren't with me because as we saw with the, with the Twitter poll over the past week, they, they have been with you. Um, uh, she's not, she's not going that way anymore. And I'm really happy to see that at least. Main event time, SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair retained over Carmella. I have to put Carmella over. This was a fantastic performance from Carmella. Uh, Maybe the best match she's ever had, and she has improved so much. I was telling you off the air, Alex, I was able to see a significant portion of this roster, and I refer to it all the time, to the two sets of Columbus Arnold Sports Festivals I was at. And I got to see most of this roster work three or four times each weekend I was there. Charlotte or Carmella's matches a couple years ago were 10 minutes of body scissors and chokeholds. This was just a good wrestling match, a good championship match, some good spots. The daughter of Paul Van Dale's getting it done, Alex. This was this was a good match. This was a very good match. This was this utilized everything that Carmella can bring to the table to the fullest. I think she's she's very good at being verbal as a heel in the ring as well. It always makes perfect sense. Um and I'm I'm impressed with with the way she gets in and out of spots. Like she's she's improved so much in the in this her time on the main roster. Um and it's a it's a very it's a weird thing because uh, I made a joke to you that I've really enjoyed the Carmella run here at the main event. Yeah. And when she uh, after she's banished from TV for the next three months, <laughs> I look forward to having her back because because on SmackDown we haven't seen Asuka in forever. Yeah. Uh, well, d- to break up the the fight, that's it. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, Carmella's title run, among other things, served the purpose of keeping the belt off of Asuka, uh, which. A lot of people were very upset about that. I'm not really too pleased by it myself. But after that whole thing went away and she was no longer in the title picture, um, she's not on TV anymore. So it feels like this might be the last time that we get to see Carmella doing stuff in the ring for a while. And if so, um, what a way to go. What what a match to go out on for a while. If you're not going to be on TV for a while is to do this match this way. When I saw her make her entrance... At like, you know, whatever, what, 9.30 Eastern time? I was like, wow, they're going to give this match some time. I did not plan on that. Like, I, and I'm, I'm happy they did because I, I think she did, she did a great job. And um, she definitely brings a lot to the table whenever they're actually going to wind up using her again. I hope, I hope they, don't, they don't banish her. I hope she sticks around and she's a, she's a part of things. I've mentioned this before. She's one of the most verbally hilarious wrestlers you'll ever see. If you get the pleasure to catch Carmella at a live event, a lot of the work that she does is, I, I would, I would compare it to independent wrestling work. Like a lot of in the real small towns, man. When sometimes when you got fifty people and you're not going to kill yourself for a smattering of applause, you'll entertain them with your voice and you'll. You'll kind of sell that way, and she's so good at that. She's very funny. Uh, <laughs> Carmella shoves Charlotte off the top rope out or to the outside of the ring after some big We Want Becky chants. What was it, you think, that Charlotte said 
that got bleeped out. This is immediately after she got kicked right in the surgeries. <laughs> so I was I was thinking that she was like, oh shit. Yeah. But have you ever seen Xavier Woods uh, on Up, Up, Down, Down explain how <laughs> he would mock Ric Flair selling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah. want charlotte to sell like that she has to she she i love that she's adopted some of flair's mannerisms like tumbling over the top rope yes some of those she's gotta (laughs) like she's gotta beg off of the corner no (laughs) (laughs) and then and then thumb to the eye yeah bink (laughs) oh she absolutely needs to do the the like like walk a few steps and then just face plant. Oh, of course. that needs to be her thing. Like just all of her old man stuff. She needs to start doing uh, because eventually we're, they're going to run out of people who still remember vintage Ric Flair, who still watch wrestling, you know, so it could be all new for a new generation of fans. As Kyler points out on the chat, man, I think right in the surgeries, <laughs> That's one. That's, That's one. Good. That's good. So Carmella hits a flatliner for two. Charlotte counters the stratosphere, which is the, the headstand on the first rope leading to the Hurricane Rana briefly. But I love that Carmella was able to fight through it and battle back because I didn't see that coming. I thought Charlotte yeah. was going to powerbomb her or something. That would have been cool, but we didn't sure. see that. Uh, but I am here for super worker Carmella. She did a suicide dive earlier in the match as well. A couple of super kicks, but... Charlotte gets the win with natural selection and a figure eight that Carmella fought through for a little while. What, yeah. does it, what does it mean to you or what does it say to you that they had Carmella fight through this? Because if they were to tell the story that her as champion made her grow as an in-ring competitor, I'd completely buy that. I liked it. I thought that they made Carmella look like a million bucks in this title match. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to, I was going to bring that up. I, I loved her selling of being the figure eight of her reaching and not being able to get to that bottom rope. And that one, like, Oh, come on. Like, yeah. it, it, like, like she really believed that she had Charlotte's number. Like she had convinced herself that those two wins from before weren't flukes and that she could really beat Charlotte one-on-one. Um, and, and in this match, there was nothing to belie that fact, but she got caught in something she couldn't get out of. And she and she really had to think like, if I tap out here, I'm not getting another title shot for a long, long time. But I'd like to keep my career, you know, in kayfabe. So I'm going to tap out. Like there was actually you could you could feel her making that choice of of tapping out to make sure she doesn't have to have surgery on her knee or whatever. Like it fe- it felt it felt real in that moment. And so few times do you see that especially with women they're not given the opportunity to like okay so fight through this and then you can't get to the ropes and then you have to tap out it's usually yeah. like immediate that's why that's why i always feel wrong when like nia Jax in her career has tapped out immediately to a bunch of submissions and it feels like that person in particular should have the opportunity to try and fight out of it because of her strength and maybe she can't and therefore she taps out oh i but think so strength times, is- Strengths, you know. weaknesses, and susceptibility should be sure. a big part of stuff like this. Absolutely. 
you have a wrestler on the roster say that she's focusing on striking because she knows that that's Ronda Rousey's weakness. You have Bailey say, I know your weaknesses because I've exploited them over and over again and I've submitted you and other people have submitted you to Nia Jax. You play off of that stuff and you make a little story out of that where uh, on maybe on a match that doesn't have as much juice to it. Yeah. Becky Lynch comes out after attacks Charlotte says that she's going to take her title back at Hell in a Cell and calls Charlotte a bitch and gets an insane reaction. Yep. A reaction that they would... I mean, I had people today on Twitter saying, you really think WWE still trying to get Roman Reigns cheered? Well, yeah, I talked to people with within creative and that do things for WWE, in which Alex can 100% vouch for, yep. that flat out tell me that that's the way that it's going. Uh, I haven't been told that they're they're angling for that with Charlotte as much. Obviously, they like Charlotte. She's one of their favorites, and they think a lot of Charlotte. I'm I'm optimistic that they'll they'll pivot here or at least rock with what they got, man. I, the thing is, I, I like I like a good two or three dollar steak sometime, but goddamn, when I get that filet mignon, it is real tasty, and it's wonderful. And WWE often has the opportunity to serve up filet mignon because they have. They've got some of the best goddamn chefs in the world at their dispense or at their disposal. And they've got all the tools there. And I'm talking within creative too. WD Creative gets a bad rap. They've got some brilliant minds there. Listen to anybody talk about what they had when Freddie Prinze Jr. was there. Rave. People raved about him. Yeah. Look at some of the creative things that Krista Joseph has been able to unleash on Lucha Underground. And when I interviewed him, he said 99% of my ideas got shot down. Yep. 99%. Yep. It's typically one guy. That's what it comes down to. Typically one guy. And I hate to harp on that, but man, in all the conversations that I've had recently, that's what it comes down to. If he recognizes it and he says, man, there is some money to be made in Becky Lynch like this, I don't want her to go back and at this point, don't have her go back on anything she said. You can maybe eventually now have her say, okay, my emotions got the best of me, but don't change her persona. This was good shit. Good shit, pal. Is that what this pimp, was tonight. That pimp walk that she does up the <laughs> ramp after her beatdowns is perfect. And listen, I think that there's something that there's something we very, so very rarely see rounded human beings in is wrestling characters in WWE. Um, there's something of like a possible of Becky being basically the baby face that we've all been cheering for this entire time, but she just has realized that her so-called best friend has been holding her back for years. And now she's super pissed about it. And she hates Charlotte Flair. And that's a character. That's, that's a fully ra- well-rounded character. But the problem is, is that in WWE, usually if you hate this person over here, if that person is who we say the fans should cheer for, then you're, you're a bad, you're a bad person all, all over, all over. There's no shades of gray. But there's an opportunity for great shades of gray here. And I also think that there's a there's a great opportunity with Charlotte. Of, of there was a there was a, a possible heel turn they could have done with Roman Reigns a few months ago that I was really, really hoping for 
where they could have figured out a way of Seth Rollins winning the title from Brock and then Roman coming out to ostensibly celebrate with him and being like, so what is it, man? Why do they love you so much? Cause they hate me and I don't get it. Like that's a, that's a, that's a cool thing they could have done with like among best friends. Like they love you. They love everything that you do, but they always crap on me and I don't get it. What, what's so special about you, Seth? Like that's something they could have done. And that's a great way they could do here with Charlotte and Becky. Like, Becky, you slapped me in the face, and they cheered for you. All I've done is be the best, and they hate me for it. Why? Ride like, the wave, man. Ride the that's, wave. That's that, a great thing they could do with Charlotte, and just do it. That's what I'm hopeful they'll do because <laughs> quite – I don't know how. what else – what other way to put it. They're, they're getting fuck you money from – USA and they're getting it from Fox. I'm hopeful that they'll be like, okay, let's ride the wave. And you know how they were such a baby face territory in the eighties that they typically booked for what fans wanted. Yeah. Fans are so polarizing now that they can change what they wanted. I mean, look at Reigns in 2000, was it 14 or 15? Whatever year that Brian wasn't in the rumble, had he won the rumble? Man, that would have been a thunderous ovation. People yeah. love Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman has emerged as a big superstar. Look at MMA. Daniel Cormier is as white meat as a human gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a great, he's got a, a story that you can tell. John Jones can be the most remarkable piece of shit in the universe. Faked the nice guy gimmick for a long time to the point to where I bought it for a while. <laughs> he was all Bible-y and everything. And then when they got to the press conferences and the fights, booze for Daniel Cormier, cheers for John Jones. But now what happens? Well, here we are a year, year and a half later. Daniel Cormier is beloved in MMA. Beloved in MMA. You never know. You got to ride the wave sometimes. And if things change, ride that wave, man. Go with it. Go with the crowd. Ultimately, that's who you're appealing. You know, Vince McMahon loves his snakes and sparklers. But sometimes you got to get some Husker do's and some Husker don'ts for everybody else. It's not about you. It's about the consumer. And that's that's ultimately the problem, man. I think that people like Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair are far too talented to be restricted by this type of booking that really – harms them creatively because man i like i said i i've dealt with people all day saying wwe doesn't care if he gets cheered or booed yeah they do man they do vince mcmahon himself wants unanimous cheers for roman reigns and if you cannot understand that based on the booking decisions themselves i I don't know what you're watching i mean that that is the kind of fan that wwe would crave man sometimes i just i like to be a little bit more challenged by the programming because I know they're capable and I know that's what the talent wants too. Why do I know? Because I hear about it every week, hear about it all the time. They, they want creatively satisfying programming for them and for the viewer, because they know that that results in more money. They, it results in more people. It results in more fans making the product smarter. Isn't going to drive anybody away. I don't think that somebody's going to watch wrestling and say, God damn, this is too smart for me. I got to get out. Let me go watch the Big Bang Theory. That was SmackDown. Really enjoyed this show. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was fun. 
I agree. Uh, yeah, there, there were there there were there were there was that there was that corny Jeff Hardy and R- Randy Orton thing, um, but uh, you know you're never going to have a perfect two hours. Uh, I'm I'm excited for everything on the blue brand going into um, in, into Hell in a Cell. Uh, looking forward to seeing who wins this uh, triple threat uh, tag team match in the series. Uh, next week, uh, I'm anticipating Usos and either the Usos versus the Bar, um, Usos or Bar versus New Day at Hell in a Cell. I'm down with that. So yeah, th- there's there's a lot of good things coming out of this, and I don't know who they even have a program set up for Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, he he, he may get the pay per view off. Uh, it seems like they're doing that uh, every now and then. They'll just not have a title program on, on, for, for a certain title. Um, but all in all, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where the blue brand is going. Cause right now it is worlds beyond uh, the entirety of, of, of raw right now. Couple of plugs guys list and your boy wrestling podcast back in our normal time slot, Wednesday, 3 PM Eastern. If you didn't check out last week's show in Toronto live, do that. It's a lot of fun. I have my director's cut of my Toronto vlog up for Fightful Select subscribers. You all know what's there. If you don't, go check out Fightful Select to see the goodies we have there. We also have a clip page with some of our more uh, humorous stuff over at Fightful Scrap. Subscribe to us there. Pro Wrestling Unlimited, they do a great job covering the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Also do some uh, live event stuff for us in uh, California. Check them out. Over 100,000 subscribers those folks have. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all po- every podcast platform, period. We're everywhere. Leave us a thumbs up. That stuff helps. If you all want to help without subscribing, leave a comment on a story. To enter our contest for a DVD giveaway, comment anything with substance on one of our YouTube videos. Each comment on an individual video is another entry. So you can comment on this, last week's show, next week's show, the Raw show, it's an extra entry. Got a little bit of news to get through, Alex. Did you see PCO using himself as a human dartboard in a training video? I did not. <laughs> that one slipped by me. <laughs> he had Destro throwing darts at his chest. Darts in his chest, Alex. Ouch. Not really a lot I can get to in that one, but I mean, it was worth the mention, I thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> PCO, his, if I'm any wrestler from the 90s, early 2000s, it can still go. Yeah. And I'm willing to put my body through it. I'm getting on that indie circuit right now. Laparka versus PCO is a legit indie attraction right now in 2018. That's wild, man. That is wild. That, I, I mean, love like, it. I, 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 it's great. It's great, um, it, but it, it absolutely is wild to think of, uh, like, the other guys who were wrestling at that time who you would never even think could possibly be in the ring. And uh, honestly, until a few months ago, I didn't think PCO had a chance of being in the sure. ring. Sure. You know? Like, that's nuts. Programming note, guys. The Fightful Select weekender this week, free to non-subscribers of Fightful Select. I'm going to preview all in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, I have that live post show. Looking to simulcast with our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. 
trying to work that out, but I will be live right after All In. That's one of the big reasons I didn't go to All In. Sandwich between my birthday, my wife's birthday, our anniversary, Labor Day, Cody Rhodes, just hell. I tried to consolidate the holidays, Alex. Then then Cody Rhodes is like, yeah, let, let's put a, a live, a big pay-per-view right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. <laughs> so there we go. But we do have freelancers on the scene at StarCast. We're going to have that on our Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fightful Online. We're going to have somebody at All In as well, Glenn Moore, who you all might know from the Jerry the King Lawler podcast. He will be there getting us content. So we're going to have exclusives all week long, and then you'll have a live post-show podcast from Fightful.com at All In. Alex, what do you got going on this week? I'm going to... Try and see if I can squeeze in some time to write about a twelve-year-old girl getting choke slammed at an indie event. Goddamn right, you will. I'm excited, <laughs> man. SmackDown Live. Let a friend know. Tweet our stories. Comment on our stories. Anything like that helps. Listen, your boy Wednesday. Also, I want to plug Fightful Holy Smokes MMA podcast. We haven't watched it in a while. We relaunched it today with MMA insider James Lynch. He talks to dozens, if not hundreds, of fighters every month. So he is able to bring us a unique inside perspective that most MMA podcasts don't have. Showdown Joe is a certified MMA judge and ref, has covered MMA for decades. He has a great historical aspect uh, that that you all can't get really anywhere else. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow us at Fightful Online. We are out, friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.